Hello good everybody, I'm Paul the Nitro Scarvers here. Welcome to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. We got ourselves a great show today. <clears throat> Excuse there. Coming up on today's show, we'll talk about uh, Lita and Becky Lynch. We'll talk about Bianca Belair. And our main story, it is day five of the road to WrestleMania. I'll take a look at NASCAR's unique relationship with professional wrestling. Plus, we'll go to AEW, talk about John Moxley and Ruby Riot. Plus, we'll head to SmackDown and talk about Dom versus Ray and Chelsea Green. Also, this week in wrestling history. So, without any further ado, let's begin. <clears throat> Excuse there. And we begin with Monday Night Raw and Lita and Becky Lynch winning the WWE Women's Tag Team titles this past Monday night, thanks to some backup from Trish Stratus. But is winning this tag team title just a nostalgic trip? Uh, the answer is yes, because I don't think Lita's going to be around here much longer. I think she's in it for the short haul just to promote WrestleMania, because they'll probably be in a bout at WrestleMania. And it gives Becky Lynch something to do and to extend the feud between her and Bailey, which I mentioned last week was now becoming a complete waste of time. And both women's careers have been sidetracked because of this personal feud. But my opinion, yeah, it's, it's going to be a nostalgic trip. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I expect um, Damage Control to regain the, world, the uh, women's tag team titles at WrestleMania. It's a nice trip. And I'm glad that Lita won a tag team title. But they're not going to hold it for that much longer, folks. I think Lita's in it for the short haul, along with Trish Stratus. Moving on, let's talk about a match that was signed for WrestleMania. The Beast, Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Is this a wasted match for WrestleMania? Absolutely. I mean, where's Omos been lately? He's been dragged down to the lower, uh, lower mid-card uh, shuffle. He is so lost in the shuffle, it's not even funny. And you're talking about a seven-foot giant. Yeah, MVP's managing him. What a great job he's doing on Omos. Yes, a lower mid-card wrestler. Really? And he's been in this business, what, two years now? And he's on the lower mid-card status? And now he's going to take on Brock Lesnar in a throwaway match at WrestleMania. I guess they didn't want Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley part, th part four. Thank God. <laughs> but... Look at it this way. you got a part-time wrestler in Brock Lesnar. You know he's in this for the part-time. And you got Omos, who's stuck in the lower mid-card shuffle. Just a completely wasted match to add on a few more minutes towards WrestleMania. Nothing really to see here, folks. Nothing really here to see. And finally, let's talk about Bianca Belair. Is Asuka too tough for her to handle? I mean, her style is a very unique style, and I mentioned that briefly yesterday in my in day number uh, four of the Road to WrestleMania series. She has a unique style, and she's gotten a lot more vicious over the last couple weeks. She wants the Raw Women's Championship. She is very focused. If Bianca Belair can somehow, someway, beat Asuka and retain her Raw Women's Championship, then that cements my 
opinion on her campaign to be uh, woman of the year for 2023, just like she did in 2022. That's a good way to get started on that campaign, but she's going to be in for one of the toughest battles of her career. And that is Raw for this week. Mm. Right now, it's time for our main story. It is time for day five of the road to WrestleMania. So let's get started. Hello again, everybody. Paul the Nitro Scars here. This is day five of the road to WrestleMania, a Saturday evenings with the Nitro special. As we're now getting back onto the road, let's speak of the road and the automobile itself. And let's talk about NASCAR's unique relationship with professional wrestling. As you all know by now, NASCAR season has officially started. And as of this taping today, NASCAR will be in Las Vegas this coming Sunday for week three of the regular season. Now, NASCAR has had a unique relationship with professional wrestling. It actually goes back, I believe, to the 1950s and 60s when Gordon Sully used to do commentary for stock car racing down in Florida. I didn't even know that either, but apparently he did announcing for stock car racing down in Florida. I think it was NASCAR related as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it actually started with Gordon Sully there doing it for so many years while he was also doing wrestling commentary for championship wrestling from Florida. and But it really didn't become, after that, it didn't really become more prevalent until 1984 as Ric Flair defended the world's heavyweight title against Dusty Rhodes for that $1 million check. And who was one of the judges? That's right, the son of the king of NASCAR, Richard Petty's son, Kyle Petty. That's right, Kyle Petty was one of the judges that night at Starcade in case it went to a draw. And if I and if I was booking that, you could bet that Kyle Petty was pulling for the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, because Dusty Rhodes is Americana. He's blue collar, just like Richard Petty and his son Kyle Petty. Now, Kyle Petty also was involved in the professional wrestling in 1997, driving the NWO car at the now we call it the Xfinity Series for NASCAR. I think he also drove that car at Dover International Speedway, I think around 97 or 98. I'm not too sure because I know that Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair were at Dover International Speedway. I'll get to the wrestlers' involvement with NASCAR in a moment. But after Kyle Petty was, intro was introduced to professional wrestling as a judge for the Ric Flair-Dusty Rose match, it started, it started the ball rolling a little bit, but it really didn't come into prominence so probably when the NWO came about. The NWO car made its debut in a couple of Xfinity, Xfinity Series races, including Dover. And by the way, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan were a part of the, uh, as Graham Marshall said, I believe the 2000... Uh, Seven or 2008 race, I'm not sure which year. I think Hulk Hogan did the uh, NASCAR regular season race as the Grand Marshal. Brothers, start your engines. I won't mention Hulk's behavior at Dover National Speedway. I'll keep that to myself. Ric Flair 
relegated to do the Xfinity Series. Really? He is Ric Flair. That was the only mistake I believe Dover International Speedway made as well as NASCAR. Ric Flair should have done the main series. He'll go, woo! <laughs> Don't get me started on the woo, please. Anyway, that was probably one of the first times we saw wrestlers uh, be grand marshals at the race. Now, I could be wrong. If uh, if you've seen wrestlers there before, let me know via uh, your comments on this show. Now, after Hogan and Flair's appearance, you start seeing more um, wrestlers join the ranks of NASCAR's grand marshals. We've seen Charlotte Flair there. We've seen Big E there. You see the WWE SmackDown uh 30-second commercial on there during NASCAR races now for Fox with Roman Reigns on the cover. I don't know why they put Roman Reigns on the cover. It should have been Sami Zayn. He's more of a box office appeal. But nonetheless, we had Big E, uh, Charlotte Flair, John Cena was there. The Rock was at a NASCAR race. So it was really... Quite the relationship between NASCAR and professional wrestling. Of course, Kyle uh, Kyle Busch was in Las Vegas, I believe, a couple years ago, winning the WWE Hardcore Championship. Please do not get me started as to why they are not professional wrestlers. They are athletes. Yes, trust me, they are athletes, but they're not professional wrestlers. Kyle Busch winning the hardcore title with Michael Waltrip being the special guest referee. Give me a break, Kyle. I hate that guy. But nonetheless, yes, Kyle Busch will forever be in the record books as the WWE hardcore champion. Oh, dear God, help us all. And that will bring an end to day five of the road to WrestleMania. Hope you enjoyed this nice little nostalgic trip between the relationship between NASCAR and professional wrestling. And as we pull into the local motel for a good night's rest, we'll be ready for tomorrow here on the Road to WrestleMania series. And tomorrow, I'll have a surprise topic. I haven't figured it out yet, but I will by morning. And you will hear it right here as part of Day 6 of the Road to WrestleMania series. And that is our main story, by the way, for this week. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. It's AEW. I'll talk about John Moxley and Ricky Sparks. And then we'll go to SmackDown to talk about Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. More of this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro after this timeout. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul the Nitro Skyers here. Coming up Saturday, March 18th will be in all new episodes of From the Mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories. First, on From the Mind of the Nitro, I'll talk about the WWE Hall of Fame. Whoever's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, I'll discuss that. Plus, some more names that should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Then on Nitro Memories, it's part one of our two-part look back at March 1988. We'll begin with part one this month, and we'll look at the Clash of the Champions, w, the NWA's answer to WrestleMania 4. All this and more coming out on Saturday, March 18th, on a new edition 
uh, from the mind of the Nitro and Nitro Memories at www.youtube.com slash Paul Skyvers. Don't miss it. Be there. Hello, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro Stars here for Anchor.fm. We are 16 days and counting from the first day of spring, and we're going to be glad this cold weather is going to be gone. Why not start the new season off with a fresh start and create your own podcast right here at Anchor.fm? You could do it over the computer or you could do it on the app on your phone. But all, as always, it is easy. It's free. Uh, you can make money off of it. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Start the new season off right with Anchor.fm. Welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so very much for joining us. Let's go to AEW now, and let's talk about John Moxley. Will his feud with Adam Page cost him his chance at a shot at the AEW World Heavyweight title? Yes. I think this has gone way, way too long. It's gotten too, way, way too personal. John Moxley wants to kill a hangman Adam Page. Texas death style at Revolution tomorrow night. Adam Page wants to do the same thing to John Moxley. Meanwhile, both of them are out of contention for the AEW World's Heavyweight title. I mean, really? You guys have got to stop this because it will fall you it will make you fall further and further down the contenders list as far as getting any title shots at the AEW World Heavyweight title or the TNT title. I mean, yes, it's getting personal, and personal does cost you championships. Trust me on that, folks. So, yeah, it's gone way, way too far, and, yeah, it's costing not only Moxley but Hangman Adam Page a shot at the AEW World Heavyweight title. So the question is, yes, it's costing Moxley his chance at the world's title as well as Hangman Adam Page. Moving on, let's talk about Ricky Sparks. Another feud that needs to come to an end is him and Chris Jericho. What has Chris Jericho ever done for Ricky Sparks? Ricky Sparks has already beat him, what, twice now? And Chris Jericho feels, I can beat Ricky Sparks. I don't need the Jericho Appreciation Society out there at ringside. I can do it on my own. I'm a rock star. I'm the Ocho. At least you thought you were. Look, this feud has also got to end. Ricky Sparks needs to move on to getting himself in contention for the AEW uh, World's title of once again or the TNT Championship. Not bogged down a few with Chris Jericho, who adds no relevancy to AEW right now. The Jericho Appreciation Society, quite frankly, is a complete waste of time. I mean, no sizzle, no steak, same act. Can we move on, please? Yeah, the feud's got to come to an end for Ricky Sparks to uh, continue on, or Ricky Starks, excuse me, to move on in his career as far as getting title shots. And finally... Let's talk about Ruby Riot. She's kind of caught at a crossroads. Who does she side with? AEW or with Soraya and the Outsiders? 
catch my drift. Anyway, I think uh, Ruby Ryan has been a person that's been on her own as of late. She does what she wants. She makes her own rules. She answers only to herself. And that's called self-determination. I think no one should sleep on Ruby Riot and her chance of becoming AEW World's Heavyweight or Women's World's Champion tomorrow night at Revolution. But does she really have a choice to make? Or is she setting her eyes set past those crossroads at the AEW Women's World's title? If she does that, she's going to be a dangerous competitor in that triple threat match. And that is AEW for this week. Moving on to SmackDown, let's talk about a feud that has to happen. Dominic, hardcore, I've been in prison if it's only for six hours, versus his father, Rey Mysterio. How many times is Rey going to get nailed from behind by Dominic and do nothing about it? How many more times have we got to hear Tom or Dom talk about how he's hard? <laughs> Woo, oh, God. How he's been in prison, how he made him hard. How he, how he had to protect himself from others not to trust anybody in the slammer. <laughs> you were in there for only six hours, Dom. Please stop with this prison crap. It's crap, dude. No one buys the fact that you're a hardened criminal. Come on. You look <laughs> like I've said a couple weeks ago. You look, look like just some employee at Target dressed for Halloween for your Halloween sale at Target. Give me a break. I'm hard, man. I have a weapon, man. <laughs> I brought that. People disrespect me in the, in the joint. They're going to get theirs, man. That's why it's, it's a dog-eat-dog dog world in the joint, yo. You're only in there for six hours. Anyway, he shows disrespect towards his dad. Come on, Bray, hit me. Yeah, you want the mess back? Hit me. Come on. Come on, you bleep. Come on, you bleep. I mean, this guy needs to get smacked around pretty good. I hope Ray does it. It has to happen, and it'll probably happen at WrestleMania, I hope. But Ray, I don't know how many times he's going to keep getting hit from behind and not do anything about it against his own son, Dom. Mr. Hardened Criminal, I've been in the joint. You were only in the joint for six hours. Give me a break. Next up, let's talk about Drew McIntyre. Can he be the answer to Gunther? Well, he's got to go through other people now, apparently, who also want a shot at the Intercontinental title. His former tag team partner, apparently, now is Sheamus. How can you do this to me? How can you do this to me? You know I wanted the Intercontinental title. Drew is like, I, I, I don't need to get permission from you to go after the Intercontinental title. Ooh, that sounds like fighting words. The New Day come out there. Why are the New Day out there? <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be a tag team that used to be an NXT? Uh, Karrion Cross out there. Ooh, excuse me. Karrion Cross out there. Now, he wants a shot at the Intercontinental title. What's he been doing lately? Not really much. So, yeah, he could be the answer to Gunther. But the question is, can he get through all this riffraff 
The New Day won a shot at the U.S. title. They're a tag team. Sheamus wants it back at the, inter at the Intercontinental title. Thanks. Drew McIntyre turned his back on him. Right. When did Drew ever have to give you permission? His permission to go after the title. Karrion Cross is out there. Oh, I keep forgetting. L.A. Drake. L.A., I got my butt whooped in one of the worst matches of 2023 by Bray Wyatt. And I got buried by Uncle Howdy Drake. I was like, what? What's his relevancy? Oh, is it L.A.? A WrestleMania in L.A. with a L.A. Drake. Yeah. What the hell? Give me a break. If he could get through all that riffraff, then yeah, Drew could be an answer to Gunther. But I don't know yet. Gunther's been unstoppable since being the Intercontinental Champion. And finally, let's talk about Ms. Chelsea Green. What is she doing here? What is she doing here? She entered the Royal Rumble as a surprise, got dumped in less than 15 seconds, and now he's th she's throwing a temper tantrum to Adam Page. You know, Adam, I was late here because your travel agency screwed up my plan. I mean, my travel plans. I was in Minneapolis or whatever place out there in the sticks. And I had to endure that for the last four hours. Don't you know who I am in my dressing room? Oh, my God. My dressing room is just not up to snuff. My question is to you, Chelsea, what the heck are you doing here? What are you doing here? What's your purpose of being here? Are you there to win toss? Are you are you in there to complain like the all the reality shows that have been going on lately and they just keep churning them out each and every week? Something new in reality because we can't get enough reality. And Chelsea Green apparently probably wants to be a part of it. Why don't you go over there, Chelsea? Because what are you doing here? All you do is complain. Complain this. Complain that. Why don't you go complain to the government? Why don't you? Just what are, is she doing here? I don't know. Excuse there. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Do you? And that is SmackDown for this week. When we come back, we'll start wrapping things up with this week in wrestling history after this. Time out. Hello everybody, I'm Paul the Nitro Skyvers. Hope you're enjoying our Saturday evenings with the Nitro specials on the road to WrestleMania. It will continue tomorrow with a surprise topic. Remember, 31 topics in 31 days. A new one each and every day throughout the month of March to get you ready for the road to WrestleMania. Right here on this spot podcast, Saturday evenings with the Nitro. Hope you enjoy them. Hello again, everybody. I'm Paul DeNitro. Skyers here for Anchor.fm. Have you ever wanted to do a podcast? Well, now's the time to do it. I mean, it's free. It's easy to set up. You can make money off of it. And it streams on all services, Spotify, Google, Apple, and all other streaming services. Come aboard today with Anchor.fm. Welcome back to this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's wrap things up because there will be no parting shots this week because of my ongoing series, The Road to WrestleMania. So we're going to wrap it up this week with This Week in Wrestling History. On March 3rd, 1966 in Salem, Oregon, 
Number one, Paul Jones defeated Stan the Man Stasiak to win the North Pacific Northwest heavyweight title. On February 28, 1972, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Danny Hodge defeated Dr. X to retain the NWA Junior heavyweight title. And finally, on March 1, 1992, in Baltimore, Maryland, Sting defeated Ric Flair by disqualification as Ric Flair retained the WCW World Heavyweight title. And that is this week in wrestling history. And that is going to do it for this edition of... That's, wait a minute, that date is wrong. That looks like the 1991, I believe. That's right, 1991, my fault. That match with Sting and Ric Flair occurred on March 1st, 1991. Please excuse me for the wrong date. And with that, that ends this edition of Saturday Evenings with the Nitro. Don't forget, tomorrow we continue with a surprise topic for day number six of the Road to WrestleMania series right here on this podcast. Until next week, everyone, I am Paul the Nitro Scovers here saying so long, everybody. Thank you.